Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas to one and all. It is I, Santa Claus. No, it's really not. It's, uh, this is Father Jonathan, and uh, Father Matt is uh, here with me through the magic of the internet. Say hello, Father Matt. Hello, Father Matt. And uh, we are doing uh, just a God and Comic short today uh, to 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 tide you over until we get some new episodes next year. We did actually record uh, a really wonderful episode about zombies last month that none of you got to hear because uh, it didn't actually record, we found out later on. So um, there we are. Um, so you're kind of stuck with this for now, but we'll have some, some new episodes coming, coming up after the first of the year and some good stuff, uh, coming up as well. Um, incidentally, wanted to give a, a call at the beginning of the program here, uh, for some help from you guys. Um, we have some really wonderful listeners, uh, people who email us and, and who interact with us, uh, on social media and, and so forth. Um, in fact, our, our topic for our little short today came from an email we got from a, a listener in Northern Ireland, uh, of all places. Um, so, you know, really exciting to, to be hearing from people around the world. And I know that people love the program, uh, but if there's one complaint that people have about our show, uh, what is it, Father Matt? What is it we hear all the time, the complaint about our show? Well, um, sound quality sound yeah, quality the... yeah we we have poor sound quality and we know we have poor sound quality and i know it can be kind of annoying uh and so i appreciate uh people bearing bearing with us um you know i know i i listen to a lot of podcasts too and there's definitely a noticeable difference between uh some of them and others um we've always had trouble we've struggled with this in part because uh you know we don't have any money friends uh, <laughs> and so we can't actually really afford uh, much in the way of equipment. Um, but the other problem is the technology is kind of uh, moving faster than we have time for. You know, all of us are in full-time ministry. Uh, this is something we love, uh, but it's not something that we have a lot of time to do. And, and so, um, you know, trying to figure out how to record through YouTube recently and I spent several hours learning how to do this only to discover that YouTube has discontinued the function that would allow us to do it. Um, and, you know, so we've, we've, we've hit a couple of those sorts of dead ends. Um, and so my plea for listeners is if, if there are listeners out there who have experience with podcasting, if some of you know how to do this stuff, know how to, to figure out how to make a, a group chat situation uh, smoothly transfer into recorded mp3 uh, we would love uh, your help so send send us an email our email address is godandcomics at gmail.com godandcomics at gmail.com uh, and you'll, you'll be doing us uh, quite a favor and uh, I'm not sure what we can offer you other than than our, our sincerest gratitude um, I don't know, maybe, maybe Father Matt can grant you an indulgence or something. Do you guys do that at, at St. George's? Um, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, good. That was easy. Under the right circumstances, you know. 
It didn't take much to get Father Matt to overthrow the Reformation. I'm really kind of proud of that. That was... <laughs> uh, you know. We're, we're Anglo-Catholic, yeah. so... This is how you can tell Father Matt... Uh, <laughs> Father Matt, this is how you can tell Father Kyle is not on the program this evening. <laughs> because he would be looking at us with, with just shameful uh, indignation. But uh, he's not here, so woo! Well, Let's I mean, get yeah, out the it, relics, everybody. <laughs> maybe not an indulgence, but maybe we could send you a magnet. That, That's you know. true. We could actually send you a magnet. We have some really cool, um, I think, really cool God and Comics magnets that say uh, we read comics religiously. Um, and uh, we would be happy to send you uh, one uh, shiny new magnet <laughs> if you if you can help us out. So, um, but our topic for our, our short today is Christmas. It is almost Christmas, right? And, you know, I, maybe by the time you're listening me, to this, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, why not, why, why not throw in a podcast recording on top of Christmas? Sure, <laughs> but no, yeah. this is fun. This is de-stressing, really. Yeah, it's not like uh, clergy are busy this time of year, so we should... Yeah. <laughs> No, but I, you know, I, I am, um, I, I do love this season, um, and and uh, so much about it that's really great, and I've had some good, great experiences this year. Um, I don't know, Father Matt, if you're a fan of uh, It's a Wonderful Life or not. Uh, it's, Absolutely, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I watch it every Christmas Eve, uh, and this year I got to see it um, on the big screen a couple of weeks back, and Carolyn Kane, the woman who played Zuzu uh-huh. in that film, uh, she came. She was there, and she answered oh. questions. And so I got to meet her, and she signed a picture for me uh, and uh, and gave me a hug. And so, like, I just, that it was so cool. So I've, I've you know, one degree of separation from Jimmy Stewart at this point. Uh <laughs> Very cool. (laughs) Which is exciting. Um, But so our topic is Christmas in comics. And uh, rather than kind of comprehensively trying to sort of search through the great history of Christmas in comics, I don't know that there is a great history of Christmas in comics, but it does does show up in comics from time to time. Um, But I thought maybe we would just talk about a couple of our favorite uh, comics that have had Christmas stories in them. So, uh, what, Father Matt? What do you have for us today on that front? Well, I, I was I was uh, racking my brain thinking about great Christmas stories in comic books, and one of them that I that immediately came to mind is one. It, it, it was a short story, and it was published in the DC book Secret Origins. I think it was Secret Origins number. 10 or 11 somewhere around the, there but it was it was published in the 1980s 86 or something like that and this particular issue of secret origins was all about the phantom stranger the phantom stranger as an enigmatic character he has multiple origins recounted in in in, in one episode um, all conflicting and all very different. But the, the one that, that I'm thinking of is the, the first story in that book. It has, it has wonderful art by Jim Aparo, which is all, he, he's always great. And I think the author's um, Bard, I think the name was. But um, 
Well, why do I like this one so much? Well, it's about a priest, which uh, is very relatable. Um, it's about a priest on Christmas Day. And it starts off with, with Father Knox visiting an elderly woman in the hospital. This elderly woman was attacked by muggers, and, and he is ministering to her, comforting her. She's such a wonderful Christian woman that she says, Father, I worry so much about the soul of, of, of those young men that attacked me. And she says, I, I wonder if when you make it back to the church, you'll light a candle for them and say a prayer for them, for me, you know, that they would see the error of their ways. And of course... Father Knox agrees to do that. But as he's leaving the hospital, we, we get, you know, look into some of his thoughts. And, and he's been in this inner city parish for uh, several months, close to a year now. And he's seen too much of this uh, crime and, and just hopelessness. And he wonders to himself if he's making any kind of difference at all in the lives of these people people and and um whether or not there's there's any hope for these you know hopeless criminals like the one that attacked this this poor elderly woman and as he's back at his his empty church on christmas night and he's uh he's lighting a candle um for for the woman as she requested a stranger comes through the door and startles him man in a long trench coat with the hat. And of course, it's the, the phantom stranger. And the phantom stranger wants to make his confession. Father Knox gets out his purple stole, and I'm so proud that they got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and he, he sits down with them. The phantom stranger begins this incredible story. At first, it's not clear that he's talking about himself, but he, he you know, he, he talks about um, how he was this a man named Isaac, um, and he lived way back uh, in biblical times. He had a beautiful wife named Rebecca, different from the biblical characters, but they have the same names. They lived during the time of Herod's slaughter of the innocents, and their child was was killed in the massacre, the uh, the slaughter of the innocents. And not only that, but Rebecca, his wife, was also killed trying to defend her child. So he, of course, was devastated by this horrible incident. And um, he says 30 years later, he, he, he met the man that they were trying to kill. And he's full of uh, anger and resentment against this man who's Jesus Christ. And um, when Jesus Christ is arrested, Isaac bribes the soldiers to let him be a part of, of, of the, the uh, scourging and the tormenting of him because he's, he, he, he harbors such anger and hatred towards him. As he's participating in this, Christ turns to him and looks at him and says, you will wander the earth, basically, until I return. You'll be a wanderer. Of course, so um, the priest, is, uh, Father Knox, is taken back. He's like, you're, you're seriously sitting here. You're trying to tell me that you're the wandering Jew. This is uh, a legendary figure. Um, 
and 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 he says that he is and and you know um the priest is you know incredulous until um uh the candles start kind of acting up and flickering and and god speaks through the light of the candles and says basically like you're you are released from your your charge and he says no um he'd rather not be see he spent the his whole uh, life wandering the earth and somewhere along the line he realized that that was God's gift to him that that um, th- that he needed to make amends for his 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 sinful persecution of Christ and uh, and so he says I've spent the you know the last couple thousand years trying to make amends for that trying to serve the one who I formerly cursed and he says, you know, I still have, there's still so much darkness in the world, and I still have so much work to be done. And then he tells Father Knox, he leaves him alone in the church, and he says, listen, if a sinner like me can find redemption and turn his life around, there's hope for, for anyone by, by God's grace, basically. And Father Knox is finds great encouragement by that. He, you know, he feels once again the Christmas spirit after, you know, hearing the confession of, of the Phantom Stranger. But it's it's a it's a beautiful Christmas story. And and I think the Phantom Stranger is the perfect kind of character for a Christmas story because he's you know, he could almost be like one of the ghosts in the Christmas Carol. He has that kind of quality to him. He's you know and and, and this very much um captures the spirit of that you know you have a person visited by a a ghostly figure and 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 you know he's transformed by by the experience so it's a great little short story and it's it's you know it's only one of the the stories in that book but and it's it's only a few pages but it it, it left an impression on me for quite a number of years and i've uh, i always kind of think of that one when i think of christmas comic books well that that uh that was heavy and uh, and dark. <laughs> That's really dark, man. Uh, so, you know, um, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, Father has offered a, a really interesting, uh, detailed story that has obvious links to, uh, you know, biblical, uh, at least <laughs> thoughts and so forth. Uh, I'm going to uh, offer one of my favorites, which I guess would be from the other end of the spectrum. Uh, one of my favorites, and I'm, I'm going to hold this up so that Father can see it, uh, oh. is uh, <laughs> Harley Quinn Holiday Special Number 1 uh, from uh, back in 2015. Okay, so this is uh, right in the heart of the Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti uh, run on Harley Quinn when they were writing Harley Quinn and uh, you know a lot of which I really uh, really dug and this this particular book uh, which is a lot of fun has three different stories in it um, with three different uh, artists um, there's a, a two of them are, are kind of short one of them has Darwin Cook which was actually kind of Nice, because that was very, you know, I think very shortly before he died. I think he died in 2015 uh, or 2016, something like that. So, um, you know, so that was kind of sweet to see. the The main story 
is drawn by, I don't quite know how to say this, Marisette? Have you ever seen that, that artist's name before? I don't even know Alanis if it's male or Morissette. female. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. drawn by Alanis Morissette. I got one Morissette. hand in my pocket, <laughs> and the other one's flying a peace sign. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I didn't know she did comics. That's it's, cool. It's amazingly talented, Alanis. Amazingly talented. Uh, a Canadian national treasure, really. But no, 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 Morris. It's M-A-U-R-I-C-E-T. I've seen the name on, on, on other comics. Um, I hadn't really seen it before uh, in this one. They used a couple of different um, artists during their time. I mean, Amanda Connor obviously is an artist, and she drew most of the covers for those books, but, uh, but, but she didn't draw the interiors of them. Uh, she co-wrote them with, with Jimmy Palmiotti. And, uh, and, of course, their um, husband and wife, um, Palmiotti and Connor. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I like it cause, uh, I mean, Harley is just, I don't know. She's just such a ridiculous character who over the years has kind of gained this, um, this impish, uh, anti-hero, uh, you know, fascination, uh, to her character. And I think especially what, you know, Palmiotti and, and Connor did with her is to take her away from the Joker, right? To have her kind of consciously break free from that torturous and abusive relationship that was sort of the root for her. And they move her to New York and they give her a building. She's like, she inherits this this apartment building where there's a bunch of odd uh, folks who live in it. Uh, and uh, and she's like this, the, the landlord or the super or something, I don't know. And then she just gets into like just wacky... Uh, kinds of <laughs> kinds of situations. So the the first story has her and another one of the people who live in this building. And one of the things, if you followed the book, um, is Harley loves animals. Um, she's just kind of like obsessed with dogs and cats and things. And so she has a ridiculous number of dogs. She has like a whole floor of this apartment building that's just dogs running, you know, kind of like running around wildly up there. And uh, and then they start having puppies. And so then the place is just overrun with puppies and there's, you know, nothing to do with it. And there's there's actually like another issue or two where they, they install a poop cannon on top of the building and that's they start shooting uh, poop <laughs> at their enemies or something, you know. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not happen in this issue. But uh, no, what what happens in in this is uh, she realizes she has to do something to get rid of these puppies, and so she and the the guy she doesn't want to get rid of any of them, but she's being pushed to do it. So they go hang out outside of a of a mall as people are coming out with their Christmas stuff. And they go up to people individually and they start talking to them and finding out, you know, if they seem like nice people. And if they do seem like they would be nice people, uh, then one or the other of them slips a puppy into their bag so that they end up going home with a puppy they didn't know they were going to have. And in a couple of instances, people didn't turn out to be so nice, in which case Harley slips a stick of dynamite into their bag. <laughs> 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 which has a different sort of effect. 
Um, but uh, she ends up giving away a bunch of these puppies, but there was one she just couldn't, she felt so bad that she had given this puppy away, and then she remembered where it went, and she decided she was going to visit the puppy. And so she goes, and it's Christmas Eve, and she sneaks into the house. She gets the puppy out. She eats the cookies that were left. Uh, <laughs> she and the puppy hang out, and they kind of, you know, mess some stuff up. And then in the morning, this little kid runs down the steps, and there are the parents, and there's the puppy, and the toys, and the puppy, and Harley. She's still there. She'd forgotten to leave or fallen asleep or something. And and the kid sees her and says, oh, this is great. This is just what I wanted. Like she thought Harley was her gift, you know, <laughs> and the, the father, rather than having a normal human reaction to a break and enter in his house, he says, oh, yes, absolutely. This is, you know, he said, listen, we, can, we I'm always disappointing her. I can't do that anymore. Uh, but he but he tells Harley, basically, he's that she needs to help him. Uh, teach her a little bit of a lesson because she's not been uh, she's she's not she's been sort of willful kid and and has has like you know not been uh, paying attention to her parents the way she, that that she should and so basically he tells her just like go go nuts like do you know crazy stuff you know like feed her a crazy amount of candy like all this kind of stuff and Harley of course having like no sense whatsoever is like yeah that's great and so you get a bunch of that kind of thing going on where they're like you know eating till they vomit and then laughing and uh, <laughs> just just being really silly um but at some point harley realizes that what this what this family really needs is for this little girl to to actually remember how much she loves her her dad and and for her to see how much her her dad is is still like a cool guy who can help them and stuff and so she decides that she's going to help this happen um in the the most logical way that harley quinn would think of to do that which is that she takes an axe and starts pretending like she's going to kill the kid and uh, <laughs> like swinging oh, wow. at her and the father's like, oh, I'll protect you, you know, and gets in the way of it. And, and it's just, it's kind of, I mean, obviously she doesn't actually hurt the kid. She never intended to hurt the kid. But but it's just like, it's like, it's, you know, weird Harley logic. And in the end, it's sort of, there's a heartwarming ending to it, um, which I won't entirely spoil. But it's just, you know, it's just fun. It's just fun. And, um, I, you know, there's a lot of really great stuff this season um there's you know obviously this is an, a very important season for us as as christians the birth of our lord the incarnation and so forth um and uh, you know we want to plumb the depths of that um but it's nice every once in a while to have a story that doesn't have any um i mean it's you know it has its heartwarming moments but um but that doesn't like require much of you <laughs> you know it's like candy it's so you just kind of can come and kind of take it in and there are a number of like you know christmas movies that fall into that category you know uh christmas vacation and <laughs> oh what well, yeah <laughs> and so forth um and i think you know i think this would fall into that that kind of a vein um and yeah. so uh you know so I, I i enjoy i enjoyed that that issue quite a bit when it came out and when we started thinking about it, it it you know it immediately popped back into my into my head have you uh, have you uh, seen the christmas episode of the justice league cartoon 
I'm sure because uh, I've seen all of them, but I'm trying to remember what what happens. Well, in it. this one's really good, and and it's 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 become like a Christmas show that I watch with my kids every year for the last few years. The Justice League are on Christmas break, and so there's several stories that kind of run parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the story with the budding romance between um, the Green Lantern and and, and Hawkgirl. And they're they're out like playing oh, yeah, in the snow, yeah. and and she doesn't understand Christmas. John Stewart, right? Green Lantern. Yeah, John, John Stewart, yeah. Green Lantern. Uh, they have a snowball fight, and she kind of explains to him like, well, you know, this is what I like to do to celebrate, and they go to some dive bar, oh, yeah. and, and uh, you know, and you know, galactic. And then, you know, they get into a bar fight and, and, but it's, it's kind of a a sweet romance, um, for those two characters, like, and you see them falling in love. Um, but then you also have the flash, the flash visits like an orphanage Mm -hmm. and, um, and he discovers that what these kids at the orphanage really want more than anything is this DJ ducky toy. You know, it's the hot item that year. And he's like, oh, no problem. You know, I'm the fastest man alive. I'll get it. But he runs all over the place and everywhere is sold out. And finally, he, he runs to the factory. And they're saying, well, for you, Flash, we'll, we'll give you our last DJ Ducky. You know, so he finally has his toy and he's so uh, excited to give it to the kids. But he, he ends up getting into a battle with the, um, the ultra-humanite. Um, who's escaped from jail? And in the battle, the 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 DJ Ducky gets gets destroyed. And you know he explains to the ultra humanite, you know, like it's Christmas. You know, I had this toy. Now it's broken. And and the ultra humanite feels sort of bad about it, and and fixes it. And they both go to the orphanage together to present the the toy to the kids and the ultra humanites like you know i feel bad for breaking it you know and and uh, and he even goes back to jail and the flash brings him an aluminum christmas tree which is kind of like you know just for christmas there's a truce between these two and enemies the, the lion shall lie down with the lamb absolutely the baby shall play over the adder's den yes <laughs> but then but then the the really uh the great uh part of it is um is the Martian Manhunter story, John Jones. Yeah. Um, John Jones has no family and he doesn't understand Earth customs like Christmas. But um, Superman invites him to come home for Christmas with him to Smallville with Mom, Pa, Kent. And, um, and they drink hot drink, chocolate. They drink hot yeah. chocolate. Yeah, you're, you're, it's all coming back now. Yeah. And, and, um, and Superman like kind of reverts back to being like a kid again you know, at home for Christmas. And he's like, you know, he's trying to look into the presents, but his parents have wrapped them in lead wrapping paper. John Jones is sort of this, he's sad and he misses his family. And uh, and he wanders throughout town and observes people on Christmas in the disguise of a, of, of, of a human person. And, and, you know, he sees what Christmas is all about. And it ends with him... He, he ends up going to midnight mass at, at a church and he's really moved by the singing of the choir. They're singing Christmas carols. When the Kents wake up, 
Christmas morning, John Jones is in his Martian form and he's sitting by the window with a cat and he's singing his own Martian songs, you know, looking wistfully out the window. But it's 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 a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful episode of that, and it's become a Christ, uh, a Christmas tradition in the Stromberg household to watch the Justice League Christmas. Mm. Um, I don't think you could make that that episode with that scene in the church now. You don't I, like, think so? I don't think so. I think I think even at this point, even even that wasn't that long ago. I mean, but yeah, it was maybe. it was um, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But it is it's about probably 10 15 years ago it's always remarkable to me like looking back even like sitcoms and shows in like the early 90s you can occasionally hear church references um you know not often but every once in a while there's some reference to the idea that church is a thing that exists in society and uh that stuff's really gone now i mean it's you know it's very unusual um, well, it, it is. I mean, I mean, but it was kind of unusual then too. Yeah, um, I just, I think it's, I think it's kind of pushed more so now. But that's, but it is. You're, you're right. That is a very sweet episode. Um, it is. So you know, maybe we should make this uh, a Christmas tradition for God and comics that we'll we'll uh, come together each year and do a short little episode where we bring up some stories um, and. Christmas stories. Yes, sure. That could be fun. From all of us at God and Comics to all of you, wherever you happen to be, um, we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. Um, You know, there are lots of of signs out just up the street. uh, There's a sign on my neighbor's lawn that says Jesus is the reason for the season. And uh, I know, you know, some people think that's a little bit cliche, but it is true. Um, the, The birth of our Lord... Um, and the incredible, incredible gift of the incarnation uh, of God coming to, to be one of us um, and, and the, the warmth and light and, and love uh, that, that all comes from that. You know, we hope that, that every single one of you who's listening to this experience that light, experience that love. And uh, may you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to everyone and a happy new year. All right. Until uh, until next time, I'm Father Jonathan Michikin. I'm Father Matt Strumberg. We'll see ya.